Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Just so excited to officially announce that I am calling the housing crash over. If you've been a longtime follower of this channel, you know back in April of 2022, when we were doing six and a half million transactions, I warned you that a 40% housing crash was coming, and I was right. Now, what I'm about to tell you is that is over. We are going to get a number on Friday existing home sales where the experts are calling 3.95. I'm actually calling slightly worse at 3.87. I want to say right here, right now, and all of you can, and frankly should, hold me accountable, it will be the low. What does that mean? Where do we go from here? We will talk about it in this episode. In addition, we will talk about China. What is going on in China? What should we be watching for? The numbers we get probably shouldn't be trusted, but I do think there are some things that you and I can watch that will that will share what is going on in that part of the world. We need to talk about the Canada housing market. Let me just say right here, right now, my call of a housing crash is very U.S. centric. I believe Canada, unfortunately, has more pain ahead. We will talk about why and how much in a minute. We will talk about some bank earnings. Goldman Sachs, horrible, horrible earnings. We will get into that. We also hit Morgan Stanley. And then finally, we will talk about something that Redfin just put out. So again, folks, let's get into it. Let's talk about the housing crash being over. Let's remind you what I called, tell you what's coming, how to see if I was right, and of course, hold me accountable. First and foremost, I was the one that brought to you a housing crash in transactions. People like to argue with me, I don't understand, but it has happened, we are here, and I wanna be the first and early to tell you it is over. On Friday, we are going to get the final number that is going to be sub four million, just like I called months and months ago. What happens next? Well, unfortunately, this will not be a V-shaped recovery. Housing transactions are not going back to the moon. They are certainly not going back to six and a half million. They're not going back to six. Shoot, they probably won't get back to four and a half million in 2023. In fact, one of my 12 forecasts says we get around 4.3. I think that's a fair number. We still have a broken housing market. But what we are seeing going on right here, right now, is what I expected. First time entry level buyers are getting back in the market. Yesterday, I asked for feedback and you can go to the daily financial news from June 16th and read all the comments. Lots of people said, yeah, busier, offers. Stuff sat for 60 days, got two offers, we're countering. Again, I believe people are seeing that the economy is not rolling off a cliff. Interest rates have gone from 7.38 to, as of last week, 6.09. That is a meaningful difference. And of course, 
what everybody is missing is we have taken a demand and supply curve that used to be six and a half all the way down to four million. Folks, that is a 40% drop. You do not need many marginal buyers to take what limited supply we have and gobble it up. Now, let me also be clear. I have told you that the luxury market is broken. It is still broken. And folks, it will likely be broken all year. But again, luxury is a want, not a need. It just is. So again, if you happen to be in a position where you have been shopping for a want, you are going to have some incredible opportunities. In fact, if you are a follower of this channel, we talked to EVC Homes, the best flippers in Fresno, California. They just inked their largest flip to date, a 6,500 square foot home for a stupid price where they really can't go wrong. We will have them on the channel to give you more details. But again, they are professionals. They have hundreds of flips under their belt. You should not do that. But I'm highlighting that there will be opportunities in luxury. And I have told you, and I've asked agents in Fresno, I want to buy Park Place and Boardwalk in Fresno. I want to prove that you can create win-win opportunities in the luxury market. So again, the housing market is still broken. Luxury is still broken. Move up, still broken. Entry level is where the action is, FHA, VA. If you are going to flip, which I recommend most people don't, stay in that market. So again, I'm calling it. I expect all of you to hold me accountable. In about one month, sometime around mid-February, we will see if my call is right. We will see existing home sales. And if existing home sales for January are above December, I was right. If they are below, I was wrong. That would be your first opportunity to say, hey, good job, or nope, you were wrong. So again, this is not a call about prices. Let's talk about prices. Remember, the price that most people talk about is Case-Shiller. Case-Shiller is two months behind. So we won't see any meaningful price information until March because Case-Shiller still has to report November. They still have to report December. It is months and months away. At the end of the day, please learn your buy box, your market, your whatever. I look nationally and I look at Fresno. You should look at your buy box. But again, I'm happy to report that the housing crash I called and got right is over. I'm calling it early. It would probably be safer for me to wait a month, but why wait? I like to have some fun. So if you want to guess Friday's number, uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm guessing 3.87 million for existing home sales. Should be fun. So let's talk about China. So again, China reported GDP growth yesterday of 2.9% for the year of 2022, which frankly, if it's right, is impressive. China was essentially shut down all of last year at different parts, and they still grew the economy at, let's call it 3%. I'm not saying I believe those numbers, but they are what they are. They are reported. December sales, December retail sales, excuse me, were above expectations as were industrial uh, product uh, shipments. So the thing with China we must watch, because China reopening will be very much like our own reopening. Consumers will revenge spend, 
They will stop buying boxes. They will travel. They will do all of these things. So the things that I will be watching is oil. Oil is the first thing I will be watching. And second, I will be watching kind of American companies that work in Asia, most specifically like wind resorts, right? Gambling houses. My suspicion is if China is really opening up, you will see a lot of folks fly to Macau and those hotels, those casinos will be packed. We shall see. Those are things that I'm watching for. But again, can China cause the global economy to grow? Yes, they are that big. Can they become this gigantic vacuum of commodities? Yes, they can. So we need to watch those things. Next up, let's talk about Canada housing market. We've talked about the Canadian housing market several times. Thank you for all my viewers from Canada and everybody that invests there. I appreciate you. In fact, my entire worldwide audience, I want to know that uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for all the data that you send and share. It is greatly appreciated. The Canadian housing market is in trouble. In fact, last year, they had a record drop in prices. From February to the end of the year, Canadian housing countrywide, nationwide, fell 13.2%. Transactions down 39%. Now, if you don't know the biggest delta between the U.S. housing market and the Canadian housing market, it is my belief it is the debt structure. It is always and has always been the debt structure. When you have adjustable rate or floating rate debt, and it resets at the wrong time, pain happens. If you happen to enjoy interest rates with a one on it, that suddenly go to a four or a five, that is going to hurt. And that is exactly what's happening in the Canadian housing market. There's a lot of pain coming. There's talk of rates going higher, which will make floating rate debt more expensive. There are lots of banks in Canada that are extending and pretending 40-year AM. They are doing what they can to make these payments affordable. But when interest rates goes from one to five, it's just hard to do. So unfortunately, I think our family to the north has some more pain ahead, as does Australia, as does the UK. When you have floating rate debt and it resets, it hurts. It resets higher. And if it resets meaningfully higher, that is a real, real problem. Next, let's talk about Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. Goldman Sachs, worst earnings report in a decade. Goldman Sachs, missed top line, missed bottom line. Expenses are out of control. Operating expenses up 11%. Now, I am no, no, let's not kid ourselves. I am a betting man. I do bet. I bet that Goldman Sachs announces a new round of layoffs within 30 days. Your operating expenses are up. Your revenue is down. Yeah, I think you cut 3%. It's going higher. Yeah, I suspect Goldman Sachs uh, within the next 30 days will announce uh, layoffs. And I think that will be round two. Didn't Goldman Sachs announce like 3% last month? There we go. Morgan Stanley. Other side of the coin, beat top line, beat bottom line, and had record wealth management revenues. So when I look at the big banks, Wells Fargo was terrible. 
Goldman Sachs, terrible. Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan were the rock stars. City Group, B of A, kind of middle of the road. Uh, still, they have reserved almost $5 billion in bad debt for what many of them will consider a shallow recession. And I think they all reserved like $3 billion last quarter. So they are going into what could be a shallow recession, may not actually happen. But again, I think the banks are real, well capitalized for that. And then finally, talk about Redfin. One of the things that I am often looking for is what's a leading and lagging indicator for real estate. I would argue that transactions, because they are reported faster, is more important to call. Prices get lots of attention, but they're very old data, right? Case Shiller is two months old. It's non-actionable information. So that is why I watch transactions. Something I am looking at is Redfin. Redfin just put out a report that on January 1st, the search for, uh, what does it say? I want to make sure I get the right word. Buying a home was up 33%. Homes for sale, sorry, homes for sale was up 33%. Now it is still down from last year, but it is up from December. This is one of the reasons that I think the transaction bottom is in or will be in on Friday. I believe November and December, horrible months. I have the top 1% agents on this channel every week, and they were telling you and me it's bad. All of them have told me, and I've called them, and we'll talk to them this week. Something changed. Now, it's not, we're not going back to the moon. Don't hear me say that. In fact, I think prices will be flat for years, but we've hit the bottom in transactions. I think that luxury is broken. I think luxury stacks up 100 days on market, all of those things. I think you will see 100K, 200K price cuts on luxury properties, and they will sit like white elephants. But the lower end, 75% of the median, I bet you starts to transact faster and faster and faster. So again, I would argue that a search on Google is the ultimate leading indicator. I would argue that open house attendance is next. I would argue that offers is following. And all of those appear to be up from December in a meaningful way, near as I can tell, across the country. And that's why I am calling the housing, the 40% housing crash in transactions over. We're not going back to the moon, but the housing crash in transactions is over. Folks, I want you to have an amazing day. Let's do me a favor. Let's all of us congratulate Merrick and Marzana. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Merrick and Marzana, you got your first deal. You are getting a golden ticket. In fact, you are number 29 out of 100 getting your golden ticket. Congratulations. It will be in the mail today. Folks, if you don't know what this is, this is something I do to track how valuable one rental at a time is. I hope to inspire. I hope all my millionaires that come back and talk to you each week inspire you to do the work, continue to do the work, write great offers, and yes, close on deals. Congratulations, everybody. Have an amazing day. Like, subscribe, comment. Be part of one rental at a time. Bye-bye.